just to introduce myself, I'm Pablo. I'm an aspiring like token engineer. I try to like uh, make this uh, field uh, better and like uh, growing like by making tokens uh, useful and secure over time. And yeah, I think uh, here in tokenomics now, there's been a lot of talks about like individual protocols, but um, I think uh, Osmosis uh, brought the idea uh, with Cosmos of like um, a blockchain not being only focused on the blockchain itself, also like in the connections that it has in its surroundings. So today's talk is going to be a little bit about uh, uh, the Cosmos space, the, its app chain thesis, uh, then of course Osmosis, uh, the protocol itself, and uh, layer one that involves. And at the end, we will evaluate a little bit like uh, the tokenomics. Uh, so feel free to ask uh, and interrupt me any any single time i will ask after every every point uh, finished uh, anyway in case like anyone has like any doubt but um otherwise um i think uh, we we can start so um for everyone that doesn't know what cosmos is cosmos is um a Decentralized network of independent uh, parallel blockchains. Um, so basically, it's the infrastructure so that like uh, different blockchains can be built and, and they can connect with each other by like using what's called the IBC, which is basically a standard bridge that has been proven to be quite secure and quite fast in general. Um, the idea behind Cosmos is that, uh, in co contrary to, to to Ethereum, which is working like through layers, that like uh, the, all the security goes through uh, Ethereum layer one and then goes to rollups, uh, layer two, layer three, um, that are more specific and faster or whatever. Uh, it it's uh, based on the idea that there is no need to try to find the winner uh, between blockchains rather than the idea that in the future we'll, we, we will have like an internet of blockchains. We will have like a lot of blockchains that are very specific to the task that they are inquired, like depending if they are a DeFi blockchain, if they are like an NFT blockchain, a gaming blockchain, that will have like its own um, parameter set. So it's about uh, finding the proper structure and by having its own blockchain, you increase their own sovereignty and the it expands the future set. No? In this way, um, it's been said, like in the beginning, there were some doubts, but like uh, right now, the future being as multi-chain and having an internet of blockchain is almost uh, the main narrative that is running nowadays. Uh, there is even articles about like how Unichain, so how um, Uniswap at the end will have its own chain. And we've seen with moves from exchange like uh, DYDX to Cosmos, how this is slowly being proven. And even Ethereum has like a, like a proof that by admitting that there will be, after the layer two, there will be layer three that are going to be app chain specific. So app chain means that basically the whole blockchain is going to focus on one main product. And this makes it relevant because then the chain success is not only going to be dependent on how the quality of the product is rather than because the bridge that entangles everything that like uh, unites everything which is the abc um works uh, like it's limited it has like a certain individual connections 
like the chains that will survive and will maintain relevance over time will be the ones that are what is called a hub or a zone. So basically are this um, chains that have a lot of connections with each other. The original idea was to have like the Cosmos hub as the main hub. And so far it's true, is the, is the chain with most connections. But um, over time, uh, they, they, they have realized that there is no need for only one main hub. Rather, they all, like naturally, like with something called the shelling point, um, people naturally will have these hubs uh, happening naturally. And I think the best analogy to, to find this is an airport. So imagine you have like different airports like that have like a limited space for, for the aircraft, like for having like a flights in and flights out. And so you need to choose where to go, right? So if you want to fly from, I'm from Spain, for example, if you want to fly from Malaga to New York, it's very difficult to find a direct flight. Rather, like, it's, very, it's very likely that like, you will have to fly first to Madrid, a main hub, and then going from Madrid to New York, like the second hub. So in, in this way, this will work a little bit in, in, in Cosmos. If you have like a small chain, let's call it, I don't know, like Desmos right now, it's very likely that if you want to like, transport, like a, you want to like, make a, a chain transport of your tokens from Desmos to, let's say, another chain's injective, it's very likely that you need to pass by either the Cosmos app or another like chain as the intermediary uh, like, space for it. So the idea behind this is that, uh, okay, so can we predict which are the, the chains that are going to become this shelling point, these zones, these hubs? So naturally, they thought from the Osmosis team that an exchange, so a place where people will the users will like exchange their own tokens and they wanted to do it natively and exchange will be a natural like shelling point for it. So people will want to have connections to the biggest decks of the X system so that they can find liquidity and uh, like connections. Like, so in case you want to like exchange, let's say the Desmos a coin with a Juno coin. So you will probably have to go to Osmosis and from Osmosis, like exchange one for each other rather than uh, having it directly. Um, so this is the main idea. Uh, this is all called uh, building decentralized mesh networks. So the whole idea of having like different zones. And it's, 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 the idea is that it's going to work because um, if, for example, the counterpart, like let's say uh, Ethereum, that is not, it's not like a competitor rather than other side of the coin, you sacrifice certain security that, for example, Ethereum layer one would give you because these app chains will all have to take care of their own security, like by having their own validators and their own knowledge about like uh, how to run like at a blockchain. However, um, although the individual security is not guaranteed, like the survival of uh, the blockchain technology as itself, it's more resilient because, uh, for example, happened with the Terrafall, the Terrafall can, ha- can have like certain like spread around Cosmos, but it will not kill Cosmos. If Ethereum layer one for whatever reason, it can be because uh, it's not decentralized anymore and it gets centralized by by certain actors or there are like a certain, it gets obsolete, it's technology or something like that. Uh, there is certain risk that this layer three and four of the chain might suffer certain consequences. Like with the idea of Cosmos, 
this security is assured. Is there any question about this? So um, hold on one sec. Let me just uh, summarize. Yeah. Um, basically, I'm a little slow, so I'm gonna. No worries. No worries. <laughs> I have to, uh, to just thinking this through. So basically, the, you're starting with the Cosmos thesis, which is kind of the um, the network of networks, right? Like a, a mesh, yeah. uh, a mesh network, and basically trying to think through and so this is where osmosis comes in is like where where are kind of the natural points in this network where uh i, I want to say people but it's not really necessarily people it's like um where decisions are made where transactions happen like where are these shelling points like these natural uh, naturally emerging nodes so to say and i guess the, and the thought is that osmosis is one of one of these uh, potentially, or they want they want to be one of these right? exactly, and they want to want to be one of this because they thought that like a DEX, so like an exchange, in the same way that it could be a NFT marketplace, or like in the future we will see different ones. It's one of these focus points that are at the end like users, like or like uh, actors, or like whatever you want to call it, will find this shelling point. So uh, if you have like the Desmos uh, like coin and you cannot do anything in a Desmos, like with a Desmos coin without any exchange, either you build that exchange internally and you need to find a way that like other, other native coins want to build a bridge to, towards like Desmos or you bring this coin to a hub which is in this case Osmosis. So Osmosis was the first yeah. exchange that thought about this. Okay, now there are like more, but Osmosis was kind of like the pioneer about like how to visualize a future of, like as you said, like a network of uh, blockchains and which are going to be the relevant ones. So in a way that it's not like the success of a chain or a protocol or a team is not dependent anymore only on the quality of the product, also the connections of, of it, right? So, um, for example, Uniswap is the uh, exchange with highest liquidity. It's not anymore because they do the, the, the most improvements on the chain rather than because they, they succeeded on the, on the like they, they belong to the biggest chain. They have the biggest liquidity. So they have like the biggest connections. So that is the idea of osmosis, but more related to different blockchains rather than to within one big blockchain, no? So that's uh, more or less it. So once we know that, uh, like we, we can think about the different layer ones that are going to be like successful, but like uh, we are going to focus on uh, this, like an exchange. So what is Osmosis in general? Uh, Osmosis is a fully customizable AMM. So very inspired in Balancer. So it's an AMM in which you can basically... Uh, build your own uh, AMM, like your own uh, pool. And you also have like a self-governing pool. So like those pools that you build, you can manage in the way, same, the way that you want. You can create withdrawal, uh, withdrawal fees. You can make the weight of each, each token like a different. You can have like 50-50, which is the regular one, or like 80-20, uh, things like that. Uh, but the, the main idea is to have it as fully customizable as possible so that um, you can build, for example, LBPs, which is one of the topics that uh, we brought like a couple of weeks ago uh, here also in, in the community talk. So ways to create launching uh, methodologies for, for tokens like in, in the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, this is just the start. The idea of like Osmosis is to become a full stack finance product. That's how they call it. 
in a way that they implement a stable swap, uh, they implement uh, uh, leverage, uh, they implement all these kind of things that you can find in an exchange with uh, full capability. And for that, um, they can make use of the ABC and the different chains that are building um, their own uh, products so that they can make collaborations. And one of the biggest examples is how Mars Protocol, which is a lever- leverage lending protocol um, it, that was built on Terra, uh, moved to like build, be built on top of Osmosis. So in the moment that uh, Mars like arrives, uh, Osmosis in its own uh, UX experience, uh, you can will have like a leverage lending, like a direct from that. Besides that, it has like two main innovative products that you barely can see anywhere. And these innovative products are related to the fact of how Cosmos is built. So the first one is the idea of superfluid staking. And this um, staking procedure is basically a way to give liquidity. So you give liquidity to a pool, let's say Osmo Atom, uh, for example, And you have the opportunity to lock your tokens for 14 days and you do not only access to the um, rewards that are given to this pool, to Osmo Atom, you also give rewards for staking the token. Because whenever you put liquidity into uh, Osmosis DEX, it creates a parallel um, synthetic uh, Osmo that is going to be staked and that gives you extra rewards. In this way, Osmosis has solved the idea, like the, the, the struggle that like users have, like between choosing between the given liquidity or staking. Now they don't need to choose. Now they can secure the, ne- the network and vote and participate while they are given uh, liquidity. In this way, they are attracting liquidity. And it also becomes very, very, very useful because with this idea, they also come with the idea that they can... Mm, do a mesh security. They can do cross uh, like a staking uh, procedures. They can, they, in the same way that is done with Osmo, that like you give liquidity with Osmo and you also receive uh, staking rewards. Osmosis can charge a fee for all the tokens that want to do the same. So, for example, if you want to stake your atoms, but at the same time you want to give liquidity to Osmosis, you can do that. Like it's not activated yet, but you can do that. You can like uh, give uh, liquidity to Osmosis and immediately it, it gets like a counterpart, like synthetic stakes. So you boost your rewards for your individuals and it gives more security to the whole uh, like um, uh, ecosystem of Cosmos. No? So these two have been like uh, quite uh, innovative. That makes them up to date. Uh, there are more uh, innovations coming. But um, anyways, uh, that hasn't been enough in order to make uh, Cosmos a very liquid uh, place. In general, not many people know about like uh, Cosmos. Uh, I think after the Terrafall, uh, it lost most of its um, uh, liquidity. Um, basically, it went from billions, and I think it was in the top three, top like five, um, like Texas. Like now, it's in the top fifteen, top twenty, with only one hundred seventy million um, TBL. And yeah, in the moment that. You have a DEX that depends not only on the liquidity, also on the connections as a layer one. You do need to focus which are the connections that Osmosis has, right? And Osmosis has is the chain with the Cosmos app that has the highest connections. It has like, I think it's connected to 49 chains 
from which many are, for example, uh, F, like FMOS that are, is connected to the Ethereum. Uh, other ones are Nomic, which is connected to like a Bitcoin. So there are like, a, like in general, Osmosis is very well positioned in order to succeed, uh, succeed as a well-connected chain. So it's become a hub like that is uh, like being brought However, on the other side, uh, as we said, this upchain thesis has like the downside that like uh, you need to build your own security, right? Uh, you need to create your own validators, and in in, in Cosmos is normally uh, limited to having like hundred or to two hundred validators. I think uh, Osmosis has like a maximum of one hundred fifty validators, and the reality is, although they have like one hundred fifty active uh, validators. Only the top like 10, I think, account for 40% of all the votes. And with only seven, so the Nakamoto coefficient, like can like take over the chain. So the decentralization of the chain, although it had a fair drop, it's like a for the community, by the community, it's very threatened because uh, peop- like a users in general stake to the ones that uh, give more security and have been sick the most. So with only seven validators, you can basically own most of the like uh, the votes. No, there are like certain measures against it, like for example, uh, giving airdrops to people like to users that stake to outside the top twenty between the top twenty and the top uh, one hundred fifty. But um, these are very slow methodologies, and they have not been like fully proven like yet. Any questions about uh, osmosis uh, and how it works uh, with uh, as chains and Plex? Yeah, guys, and if you want to um, follow along, I'm tweeting out some slides that Pablo okay. has prepared for this. So just follow follow the tweets um, under the space, and then uh, yeah. And if you want to ask a question, feel free to raise your hand, and then we'll pull you up here on the stage. Um, Pablo, what was that the point with? There's only seven. Can you sorry? Can you please repeat that with the seven validators? Yeah. Like so, basically, you were you were going from um, um, uh, osmosis having 49 connections to other protocols. So that's basically it's one of these points that we were talking about before, where 49 blockchains essentially meet, right? So that's a that's that that sounds pretty incredible. But then, how does this? Um, I I kind of didn't understand how you went then to the. Yeah. Uh, proof of stake and how it's securing itself, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I made a little bit of a jump, like I forgot to, um, to clarify. All right. So we have like a one side, how well connected it is in order to stay relevant. So uh, like we have like a, yes, it's connected to 49 like chains, which is quite impressive. And it's only growing because almost every new chain wants to be connected to osmosis. But then we also have on the other side, the fact that um, in order to stay relevant uh, and not be like dom- like um, dominated, but only by only a few validators, because the validator set is limited. So every Cosmos chain has between 100 and two, like 175 validators, I think. So this is very risky because it it, it has the 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 chance of like becoming like a centralized, right? Like more than, for example, like Ethereum. Like why would someone build on uh, Cosmos or up like on top of uh, Osmosis in comparison to be built on a layer three of Ethereum? No. If the security in Ethereum is assured because like the layer one of Ethereum is like proven to be like a relatively decentralized. No. So if in Osmosis, 
with only seven validators, if they do any type of um, pollution, you can actually like take over the the chain, right? But this this seven validators these seven validators as a proof of stake mechanism, like the which almost basically I think every uh, Cosmos chain uh, runs by proof of stake uh, mechanism, which I forgot to mention. Um, uh, with this proof of stake mechanism, it's in the power of users to decide who they give the validation to, right? Like they choose the like who are the validators, and the top ten oh, mo- most of the times like owns like uh, this thirty forty percent of the votes, like uh, which is quite relevant. But like uh, what is happening is through governance within the ecos- the Cosmos ecosystem, it's trying they're trying to incentivize that people delegate like users delegate to validators that have been proven to uh, stay uh, with the upside time like for uh, like hundred percent almost without any slashing, and uh, that they are outside this top ten of t- or 20, top twenty. So and they incentivize this by other chains, for example, offering airdrops. And this is very community thing. For example, if uh, Celeste, like let's say Ethmos, for example, when they launched, they launched to, um, they gave a big airdrop to the users that had like a certain um, certain staking on Osmosis. Not only on Osmosis, also in the Cosmos app, like a different change. But one of the key requirements was that it had to be outside certain like a. Certain like conditions. For example, if someone stakes to the Binance chain, like to the Binance validator, which have been proven to barely vote, to be quite decentralized, to not like participate and not go in the interest of Cosmos, like those users that like uh, give their like the staking to uh, Binance, they will not get these airdrops. For example, you know? so I think it's quite interesting like way to try to incentivize this uh, this decentralization in a certain way because right now. It's not in an, in an ideal stage. Like right now, the the, the decentralization metrics are relatively uh, low. No? So that would be the explanation, more or less. Yeah. Okay. Thank, yeah. Thank you so much for elaborating. That makes sense. Perfect. So the um, the thing here is that um, once you, you you have like a successful protocol, you have like a successful chain. Uh, however, uh, we are here in the tokenomics now. We we are trying to evaluate what's the role of uh, the token and the native token in here. In this case, is Osmo. And Osmo was uh, launched in what is called a fair drop. It was delivered to uh, atom stakers and like to like certain active people that participated in the testnet and different things like that. So it gave like a big chunk already to uh, I think it was like. Five to ten percent to to early um, users, and it has like a maximum supply of like one one billion. Okay, uh, it goes to through through a Ethereum scale, so it, it would be a similar concept like Bitcoin. So every year the the inflation decreases by one third. Like it's a little bit different to to like I think in Bitcoin is halvening and here is like thirdening. Basically, every like I think the first year they uh, delivered like three hundred million like tokens. I think the second year two hundred million and then one hundred thirty three things like that. So the this is a very like quick um, way of delivering all the tokens in less than six years. More than ninety percent of the tokens will be delivered and like the uh, ninety like ninety percent of like the a uh, f- fully diluted market cap will be 
uh, will be by that point, which is relatively early in comparison to other protocols. And that means that um, the price will very likely depreciate in the next few years. Like uh, this is not an investment take rather than uh, like the, 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 the growth rate needs to be so high to meet up like this inflation rate that is in comparison to other chains like or other tokens like a little bit different. And the token is basically used for three things. You know? It's on one side, you can stake, you, know? uh, you secure the network. On the other side, is it's the main incentivized pool. So with Osmo, um, most of the, like the incentivization that comes from the community pool go to pools that have like Osmo inside, Osmo Atom, uh, Osmo Juno, uh, Osmo um, Stars. So that's how the DEX is constructed a little bit, like with all these, um, uh, like an Osmo uh, pools. And then uh, at the same time, it's used for governance, right? Like uh, it's for governance and like uh, and transaction fees around, like not only the chain. So every chain, like every every transaction you do in the blockchain is like a using Osmo, but also with the IBC transfer. So whenever imagine you are in Desmos and you want to like uh, travel to Yuno and you need to do it through the Osmosis uh, chain, it's very likely that like uh, that the IBC transfer is going to be like in Osmo or like you can select it always, but it's probably if you use a small contract for it, like the default one is going to be Osmo. So the, the, the fees are going to the community pool. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so the utility, we have like these three. Then we have like um, the value capture on the other side. That is how does uh, Osmosis become uh, like profitable. And they charge a fee like almost every like DEX. I think it's 0.2, so quite a low fee for every transaction made. And they also charge a withdrawal fee whenever you want to take your liquidity out this is uh, this is like a good methodology if they manage to get highest activity and they have the highest activity on uh, cosmos in general however it's nothing in comparison to for example the activity that you can find in uniswap and there's a long way to go and also because the the transaction fees are extremely low you can even put them to zero like at some point so from that side um Osmosis is not a great value capture like a token um, in, in this aspect. No? Um, yeah. So to summarize in this aspect, uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, Pablo, we had a Florent come up on stage to ask a question. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Um, sorry, ma'am. My question is a bit about your point earlier about validator, just to confirm. Yeah. You are saying that basically they are all elected by the, I guess, people holding tokens. There is no randomization at all in the election process. Mm, so right now they are trying to make quick bottoms. For example, if you delegate with, uh, instead of like the Kepler wallet, with something called the Station Wallet, which is developed by by Terra again, I think. Um, they have a quick button that like a, that you delegate to a validator that uh, it's outside certain like like it has like certain parameters. So it goes to the outside the top ten or something like that. So that is a quick. But normally every time that you stake, you choose the delegator exactly, 
And by you choosing the delegator, you can see what are the the fee that that like uh, that validator uh, will will take over the uptime that they have, and also how much of the voting power they have. So based on these three aspects, and also on the service they provide, there is something called stake to subscribe, which is some validators offer a special deal that if you validate with them, you have, for example, I don't know, premium access to uh, a copy a decentralized trading view, for example. You know. That that is more or less how they promote themselves. Does that answer your okay, question? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. So, so yeah, it, it really centralizes in a sense, even because yeah. the the yeah. Um, validators who have access to more, uh, let's say, uh, what that, that can put their fees the lowest will have more votes. Uh, so basically, it's uh, some kind of monopoly. And like monopoly, is that correct? Yeah, it's it's true that like that happens, but it's very rare to see um, delegators in the top twenty that have like a different. Like many of them, they promote themselves by putting it by three percent or one percent for a while. Those are the ones that have like a big um, cash power. You no, know? they are the ones that can actually survive. And this has been actually quite discussed in the Cosmos ecosystem. But um, when when that happens, uh, that really doesn't last, and most of them go at the end to 5%. It's, it is a competitive free market, but at the same time, once you're in the top 10, every action that is not uh, con- conscious, like uh, users will be incentivized to get out of this top 10 like for delegating. And for example, many of them, uh, if they are building their own chain, they first create, for example, Prism, uh, Prism uh, Protocol is building now a chain, okay? And they are building a chain and they created a validator. And they uh, like promoted themselves that saying that like, if you delegate with us, you will receive an airdrop, okay? In that way, they scale. So it becomes like still competitive. But if they would scale too much, they lose all the advantages of like having like the people that like stake with them would lose all the advantages of like receiving other types of errors. No, that's uh, more or less how it works. But but yeah, it okay. is it is it is a current. It's, I, I do think it's a current problem, like uh, in in general in the proof of stake process of uh, of of Cosmos. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Very clear. Thanks. Yeah. And. Yeah, I I think uh, the utility, like, again, I think I, I will summarize again because I think I was a little bit messy about it. The utility of the token, it's uh, to govern and to secure the chain and to, to give liquidity and to pay the transaction fees. And the way the the, the protocol captures that fee is uh, by uh, by having, like, yeah, captures that, like, uh, revenue is by having, like, fees. However, these... These fees, like the, in general, like where the incentivization, when the, the the community pool, so the governance of uh, osmosis is everything about like where do we deliver the incentives, right? And most of the incentives are going to the the decks, like which happens in most of the exchanges, like that. Most of the incentives are going to to the exchange, and they go to the pools that have osmo, as we said before. And they also receive bribes. So Osmosis also received bribes from other chains in order to boost their own uh, liquidity pool. For example, there is, imagine we already used uh, Prism protocol. If Prism 
wants to have a, a pool that wants to become liquid, they send some tokens to the osmosis community pool so that they can boost that specific um, like, a, like a pool for themselves, right? So in my opinion, that is very short-term sighted because the incentives will be gone at some point. So if you're dependent on having uh, continuously, uh, it's not only that the incentives like run, run out, it's also that the infrastructure of AMMs are not anymore nowadays dependent on the liquidity you have like on specific pools. So back in the days, the like osmosis would build like only this type of AMM in which you had like a, this pairing uh, with a native token with Osmo, Osmo Atom, Osmo USDC, Osmo uh, Uno, all these things. They're like running away. And it's very likely that like if osmosis wants to stay up to date in order for be capital efficient, they will have like a different structure of AMM. So although right now, a lot of the osmosis uh, circulating market cap, uh, I think we can see it in the graph of Midscan that probably like Lobos have shared with you. It's locked. There's only at around 20% of the circulating supply. It's right now unlocked. And the rest is either staked or put as liquidity. And that has been managed because of the incentives. The, 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 the yields in osmosis are quite crazy, even like in, in, the, in this market. And the staking rewards are also like pretty high. Like, however, if they want to maintain certain relevance in terms of like being a protocol and like having Osmo as a relevant feature of the of the Cosmos ecosystem, they need to find a way to incentivize like Osmo holders and like in a better way, in my opinion. Because uh, otherwise, it will just be a token that people buy to pay these transactions, and that will be it. The only incentives behind it is to want to govern the protocol, which for an individual user. Is, is normally not like extremely relevant, especially if you're going to delegate uh, your vote to a validator, no? Yeah. And in that aspect, I, I conclude. I have more things to say in case like people are interested in innovations that are happening or more about the structure of uh, the ecosystem. But uh, from my side, I have uh, nothing else to say. So I'm open to all the questions that might arise. Yeah, great. Pablo, thank you so much for running us through that. Um, also, I was just uh, tweeting out the second to the last slide and, of course, linking to the um, tokenomics hub where you can also see the breakdown of the oh, the whole tokenomics <laughs> for osmosis. And, yeah, anybody want to ask a question, please feel free to raise your hand and we'll get you up here on the stage. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed your presentation and your conclusion. So basically, great first mover with impressive infrastructure, and it's definitely becoming a hub. But the token lacks value capture, which might be a fatal flaw from like an investor's perspective. Yeah. So in um, exactly. So basically, like the osmosis like chain and protocol, it's very likely that it will succeed. There are many protocols built on top, like that are being built on top. Like the finance product is is getting up to date slowly, and it has like innovative products. However, the token is barely relevant right now. Like you you don't align the protocol like the protocol success with the token success, and that is an issue in the tokenomics design. Yeah, what do you um, do? You have some creative ideas how they could fix it? So it's tough. 
I think it's tough. In general, for exchanges, it's quite tough. I think it's the same issue that like a Uniswap is suffering in this aspect. Um, mm -hmm. I think um, they 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 would have to restructure how the AMM is constructed in order to to allow it for something else. But uh, maybe maybe creating certain reputation systems between the network would help like that are run by, by having like Osmo. So contributions, uh, like giving yourself, like having, finding a different way in which you can grow like in the osmosis, like an ecosystem, like more like in the transitioning of, of a DAO, no, like making like token, like the token rather than a, like a proof of stake token, rather than like making some kind of like a DAO token. No, I think that might be mm -hmm. interesting. So that like uh, people do not see to, uh, like osmosis just like a transaction fee, also like a way to like get certain level. Imagine you find like you make certain developments that are relevant for osmosis or something like that, and you get an NFT, like an NFT that is associated also by the amount of tokens that you hold, things like that. But in general, I think uh, the tokenomics of exchange are in a in a in a crisis because um, the VE model has been proven like just with the curve wars that at the end what you're doing is to kind of like create this intermediaries that yes you will get a lot of like value locked but you will create this platform of bribes that are not necessarily and this is what balancer has done right like a v like the balancer which is basically the main competitor in ethereum has created its own ve like structure and it has certain yeah. specific things, but I am not sure yet if that is uh, the way to, to succeed. Like maybe maybe having some indexes based on, on Osmo, uh, something like that. I, I, am not, I am not fully sure. Making a time-based token, maybe something like that, giving more governance power depending on the time that you stake it, something like that. You know? Yeah. What about like just like a simple share models so the token holders so, essentially earn a, earn a clean yield of some kind? Yeah, so there is basically because it's very decentralized and they're trying to build a very decentralized AMM that goes against the model itself because whenever you mm. build your pool, you have a self-governing pools. So everyone that like puts liquidity into that pool is not only that they gain the, like I think it's 90 something percent of the fees. So they, of course, some fees go to, to osmosis, but it's not only they gain a high degree of the fees, they also give them like the governance of it so every pool is governed individually by the ones that like are like being given uh, like they are giving like liquidity so that idea of decentralization goes a little bit against the like this vertical integration to everything towards off small ho token holders no that's uh, a little bit of yeah, an okay. issue there. i see okay. anybody else have an idea how to fix it <laughs> Well, if not, Pablo, thank you so much. Yeah. I thought it was super informative and very interesting. And yeah, any last words? No. Closing thoughts? Thank you very much for listening. Uh, yeah, um, anyone that is interesting, interested not only in the talk, but uh, the, on osmosis, like in Cosmos in general, on the tokenomics, uh, feel free to uh, DM me in general. Like I am very open to discuss about these things. And yeah, I wish you all the luck. And if you're building a protocol, yeah, please think a lot about the tokenomics before you launch it, because otherwise you, you can fuck up the investors quite a bit. <laughs> All right.
Yeah, that's it. That's right. That's why tokenomics DAO, I think, is going to have uh, lots to do <laughs> for a long time. And um, yeah, not you not not just you can screw up your tokenomics, but also I think be open to that idea that it that it needs to evolve as your product evolves. I think that's like a super important piece of it. Yeah. But yeah, cool. Thank you. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye.